you can now listen to Conning the Con ad-free on Apple subscription and buymeacoffee.com forward slash Conning the Con. But that is not all you will find there. I've got two little words for you. Tonka Trilogy. If you know, you know, right? And if you don't, keep listening to Con in the Con and it will all become clear soon enough. And if you want a sneak peek, head over to at Con in the Con on Instagram and get a look at the lighter side of this, well, very heavy con story. Simply click the subscribe button now on Apple Podcasts for ad-free and bonus content. Or if you aren't an Apple user, head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash con in the con where on top of that ad free and bonus content you can access exclusive videos you'll find all the links as always in the show notes have you ever felt that pang of disappointment when you couldn't add a ticket to your collection because it was digital or maybe you just lost it well stubforge.com is here to change that imagine this Tickets that not only look, but feel like the real deal. Because each ticket from Stubforge is printed on the same quality stock that Ticketmaster uses and printed with genuine ticket printers. It's like holding a piece of the concert, the game or the show right in your hands. But Stubforge isn't just about replacing tickets. With the easy-to-use interactive designer, you can create custom tickets for anything from concerts to sports games, pregnancy announcements parties. Why not make your invitations stand out with tickets that are as unique as your event? And if you're trying to complete a back catalogue of missing tickets, Stubforge offers bulk discounts to make it both easy and affordable. With Stubforge, you can once more give your loved ones physical tickets and see their eyes light up instantly at the best gift you can give. So whether you're looking to reignite your ticket collection, craft the perfect gift, or send the coolest invites, Head over to stubforge.com. Start creating today and see how Stubforge makes every ticket a story worth saving. Visit stubforge.com and start making tickets today. Something is creeping in. Don't follow it down. Welcome back to the Tonka Trilogy. Hello, Emma. How art thou? Well, I'm just looking forward to finding out what happens next. I mean, he's got out of jail. It's been nine months. You know, what do you do with your life when you've been undercover? Shall we find out? We shall. Let's dive right in. I feel like you might end Let's up dating his, his contact on the outside, but that I'm not sure. Don't give it away. Oh, does it actually? I don't know. I haven't read it. No, I'm just messing with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. I wasn't doing much shipping by this stage because, again, he's in shipping. He's in the business mode. And upon my release, I approached an old guy I used to work with, Steve, and asked if he would like to get into heavy transport. This was early 2011. And we went into that. I think there's a story in that one too. Remember how he's got a thing in Aussie about the shipping companies and then how Coke gets... No. I remember oh, Coke being involved somewhere. But I reckon there'll be a Steve in Tasmania that's got screwed over He'll, by Andrew, yeah. who went into shipping with him somehow. No, you're absolutely Steve, right. I reach out. Mm. Yep. Throughout the entire time, I keep in touch with the lads on the inside. I sent in phone cards, letters, girly pictures, all uh, the stuff you need. <laughs> like his old girlfriend, the billabong model cut out. <laughs> 
<laughs> Secret, yeah. well, that's a story that we'd heard quite a lot from people that went to school with him afterwards was that he used to show pictures of people in magazines and say that they were his girlfriend like models hilarious i mean that's pretty delusional within three months of being out the guys asked if i could meet a contact to discuss some shipping solutions i contacted sam in the police and my mm-hmm. girlfriend girlfriend to let them know i had heard The meeting was set and I was to conduct like any other business meeting. The good thing for me was I was doing legit businesses on the side. Was he? I think he is. It's always spinning plates. So many plates. So it was very easy to keep my cover. And that's what the agencies loved. Mm-hmm. I had things going on that worked well for almost all my assignments, except for a couple of my current ones. Well, the meeting led to a job. They paid up front and I was given container numbers to move globally. The first few we let go smooth as the things were followed to each delivery destination to ensure safety without interfering. Is this a sex trafficking thing? It might be the human trafficking ring, yeah. So, I mean, he let them go. The first few we let go smooth as things were followed to each delivery destination to ensure safety without interfering. This went fine for the first three months, and most things were legitimate movements. I was being tested the entire time as well. After three months, one container was three parts full of firearms, one drugs, and then the most disturbing one was people. I knew it! (laughs) The human trafficking ring. Also, it sounds like a really bad chemical formula, doesn't it? Add three parts of firearms, one part, and a couple of things. Disturbing people. Yeah. And mostly 16 to 18 year old girls. I mean, <gasps> that's just fucked up. Oh, God. I hate him. And the, I'm sorry, but I hate like, him even so just much. To say that, to make that into a, uh, just. And I, I hated him already, but I really hate him for writing yeah. that. Oh. <sighs> you know what? He has got like an underlying misogynistic vein to him and all of his things. Like he has such disrespect for women in particular. The way in the story that he's talked about having, you know, threesomes and then he'll joke about it, but it's still the value that he puts on women. And it's the same here. You know, who's mm-hmm. he stuck in that shipping container? Freaking 16 to 18 year old girls. Yep. Rant over. Yes. So, well, there's just so much to unpack with his background and we can't because, you know, families are families. Our guys followed the cargo and managed to intervene at times to not give away that we were onto them. This gave a massive kudos in the international agencies front. <laughs> Oh, my God. We then found out the supplier managed to switch precious cargo out to transit to keep most safe. Most? most. <laughs> he sleep that at one 17-year-old left behind. Oh, my God. The one the that got this, away. Exactly. The problem with this is you realize how small a dent you're making in these sick bastards' businesses. No, you're the but, sick bastard. Yeah. I can't mention much else at this stage, but you get the idea. <laughs> we'll skip a few here and get into chapter eight for you. Now, no doubt we can have question time once things resolve. Oh, Kisses. That'll I be a real the... bonus episode if we get a question time with Andrew on here. <laughs> <laughs> it's never allowed. Chapter, chapter eight. eight. Give us the title. Chapter eight, Infiltrating Oz and New Zealand. So... I will streamline a lot of this as there is so some very mission-specific details I can't share just yet, or ever, because <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> 2011 to 2013, I ran legit business along with completing my shipping missions for the agencies. I would actually like to see 
What actually happened at that time? Was he doing legit businesses then? 2013, my own personal business expanded as I was getting paid a lot by the agencies and I needed to keep it looking like normal business income somehow. I expanded my trucking fleet to cover delivery vehicles for Coca-Cola Amatil. Ah, here we go. Um, here we go. I won the first ever Coca-Cola Customer Service Award for a subcontractor. Ha <laughs> That was funny. I feel like I feel like probably there is some truth to that where he one time got shelving stocker of the day or something like that. I mean, not most valued. No. Oh. Late 2013, though. Coca-Cola fucked me by restructuring their regional delivery network, costing me close to a million dollars. Wow. Oh, my God. That is not funny. Actually, I think there's a little truth bomb in there where they went, you're stealing from us. Get Mm -hmm. out. And didn't we allegedly allegedly hear that he did steal from that job and got fired? We have some sources that may have confirmed. Well, I don't know that it was confirmed, but he was never charged with that. Hey, did these things even happen? I mean, it's similar to his story here. <laughs> no one can know. keep us liable because we're in New Zealand right now. <laughs> I can't keep what's real from fiction anymore. Uh, Neither can he. Oh, wait. Once I healed from CCA, I purchased my first restaurant outright. I loved it. And I decided I wanted more. I was also good in hospitality and employed very well. Well, he's got that amazing customer service award right behind him. He would have. Steve kept the transport business running and I dealt with my own hospitality businesses. Oh, that's good of Steve. I ended up opening several restaurants and bars between 2012 and 2015. In between all this, I was doing some very specific jobs for the agencies. Intel gathering on money launderers at VIP events, watching routines and movements of persons of interest, while looking like I was attending to my own business. It all worked rather well. So that's the lies he had around restaurants as well. Yes, I remember him telling me that, that there was a time that he owned all of the restaurants on a strip right along the Hobart waterfront. And I tried to Google it at the time. There's probably a truth that somebody owns it. It's just not him. Well, definitely. (laughs) And he did own one of them, which is all. Still working through the courtrooms in Aussie. Exactly. Stay tuned. Mm. In 2015, I had one landlord royally fuck me over. This is about that story there, isn't it? It is, I spent almost a million dollars in a fit-out, again, for a three-story restaurant, bar, and nightclub. Everyone in Hobart knew it was coming. My family was excited. I'd moved on. And then, boom, the landlord had sold the building to the Chinese. And overnight, he'd taken the money and run. I mean, now he's taking down the Chinese. Just offensive. He's moved on from the the misogyny straight into a little racism. Well done. And also, as we've gone through and unpicked everything, everything that he's telling now, you just have to reverse. Like it's the opposite of that the the landlord fucked him over. No, you fucked the landlord. No, you didn't pay your rent. And then Mm -hmm. they had to lock you out. (laughs) And you didn't pay staff. The underlying story is just, it's disgusting. Yeah. (sighs) Oh. I knew I could track him down easily. Of course, he's got people on the inside, right? But the agencies approached me again as they needed another deep inside job. Also, he just let it go. Man, he's good like that. <laughs> he is good like that. Do you know what's funny, Em, as we're reading this, I was just thinking, when we first read this the first time, we didn't know any of the rest of the stuff as it unfolded. So we didn't True. even know about the Coca-Cola thing or the actual oh, restaurants restaurant. in Hobart. Like, we didn't know mm. how much of it was all seeded in truth. It's quite interesting now. 
yet again, I had to put my family through absolute shit, thinking I had failed and been ripped off completely. Embarrassed that everyone was asking about it. We used the opportunity to remove my online involvement and plant the seeds for my next op. It was trans-Tasman. Oh, here we go. It was two different targets for two completely different reasons, but they were ending up in the same place. Another fucking prison. Oh, I was going to say, where is it going to end up? This is like, like Pyroa or something? Milton. Uh, how the, Milton Hilton. Milton Which, Hilton. By the way, is how, a prison in New Zealand for reference listeners. But moving on. How the fuck did I become the prison guy? Sam, you fucking owe me. Let me tell you. I'll tell you how you became the prison guy. Crime. <laughs> so using my broken spirit due to my failed nightclub, I packed up with my current girlfriend and headed for New Zealand. This was late 2015. Throughout this time, we had recruited the assistance of a general manager who was willing to put me in on a business advisory role to only set me up to fail, planned fail, to get me on the inside again. Oh, here we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Rewind that. What What he's trying to say, he's trying to say about his jail time in New Zealand. And there's, again, the similarities. He did come over to New Zealand with that girlfriend and she was in the house when the police came in and got him that is this the, this is a true it? story. I'm confused what's true and what's not. It's so, the true. So when we lay what he's saying now over what we know to be true now, at this time, it's 2015, the restaurant has actually gone bust in Australia. Like that's all blown He's escaped. Up. And he's, he's escaped, escaped the that. charges and all the Harley Davidson charges. Yeah. Oh, there's so much. So he's run away from that and he's ended up in Queenstown at that stage in real life. Yes, And in real life, he's working at a car rental company. Now, he's saying in the script that the general manager in that company is there to set him up so that he'll go to jail. Is that what I'm I'm hearing? Okay. That's exactly what you're hearing. And what is actually happening is that he steals from that. Within six weeks of working in that company, he steals money. And then he was selling cars that were there and taking the money from that. You know, a few different things. So that's Um, what he actually went to prison for in real life Mm -hmm. that he's in New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. But the reason that he's telling you that story and twisting that one into the autobiography is because when you would have received this back in 2019, by that stage, he knows that you know his name and you would have just put in Andrew Tonks into Google. And that's the article that came up isn't it, that he'd gone to jail for that particular fraud. Yeah. So he's got to explain that away at the time. It's just like burying it down in Chapter 8, though. It's not even like a headliner. It's like I just casually got <laughs> had to go back to jail and some Tasman infiltration. The crux mm-hmm. of it is he had to explain this part of it away for you in that 2019 timeframe, but he's taken seven chapters to do that. You're so right. Good Lord. My name is Bill Huffman. And I am a former Cleveland news producer, and I am now the host of the podcast, Who Killed? I began the show focusing on the unsolved murder of Amy Mihaljevic, and now each week I explore a different case with a focus on some of the victims who don't get the attention they deserve. I have a deep catalog of over 225 episodes, so there is a guarantee there will be something for you. Who Killed is an evergreen podcast, killer podcasts, and Slow Burn Media production. Subscribe today, wherever you get your favorite shows. Hello, this is Dr. Grande, the host of True Crime Psychology and Personality. On my podcast, I explore and explain the pathology 
behind some of the most horrendous crimes and those who commit them. We discuss topics like narcissism, psychopathy, sociopathy, and antisocial personality disorder from a scientifically informed perspective. What is a narcissist? How do you spot a sociopath? What signs can you look for to protect yourself from these dangerous personalities? It's not just about the stories, but also the science and psychology behind them. So if you're interested in true crime or mental health, I'd encourage you to give my show a listen wherever you get podcasts. Again, it had to look completely real to the cops and guards to achieve the desired results. While this took its time to set up, it also took its toll on my relationship. I still had businesses running in Oz that I eventually sold off, but we used this lifestyle for me to follow the scent of a guy who was also commuting back and forth a business of his own. Despite getting into a healthier lifestyle with my partners, we'll just call her Sarah. <laughs> Thanks. She, she was always going to be the party girl. I thought New Zealand would be good for her, but unfortunately, it only reintroduced her to the old habits of drugs and alcohol. Funnily enough, some of her contacts became good inzim for me to set me up for some major busts in both New Zealand and Aussie. That is such absolute bull crap oh, that he's written in there. And again, it's the misogyny, it's the lies, it's the like yeah. taking a woman down that yeah. he actually just destroyed. And it just pisses me off that he can behave that way. Do you know, just the impact he has on a person from doing that. It just, I know, he's disgusting. Com he completely vilifies an innocent person here. That's the word, yeah. And, you know, to be like, dude, you were the one with the alcohol and the gambling addiction. I know. Her. I know. And to turn it on her, to make her look like the scum of the earth when it's him. And remember how he, oh, is that coming up? Oh, there we go. It's coming up now. Okay. It gets better. She would kill me to this day if she found out. But they were very, very bad people and kids were involved. Oh. Do you know what? Again, this is where you're a fuckwit that you'd even write about that. Yeah. That you think that's okay to even put in your disturbing little crappy piece of whatever it is. Non-fiction fiction. Every now and then just like recalibrate and go, what the hell is he thinking? And what's his motivations? It's all about making him look good. And everybody oh, else exactly. around him this... is so bad yeah. all the time. This next line just covers it. Sometimes I've had very hard decisions to make between operation success and safety of the public or children, things like that. <laughs> and I've blown some big leads that took me six to 12 months to repair to get kids out of situations or to stop an imminent threat to the public. Again, you don't get any thanks for this. And maybe oh. writing this as a way of trying to explain to people I care about that I'm a good guy. First of all, mm. nobody thinks you're a good guy. You have been a nasty piece of humanness. Do you remember talking of things that he uses and <clears throat> weaponizes? And weaponizes is probably the wrong word in this case. But do you remember when he said that he actually was involved in the aftermath of the Christchurch shooting? Yes. There was this horrific Christchurch mosque massacre that happened in 2019. Mm -hmm. And it was March 15. So it was literally just before it all came crashing down on him, I think. Or it might have been around the same time. And he actually said to you that he couldn't talk because he was involved in cleaning that mess up. I mean, what a wanker. It's complete psychopathy, isn't it? I just feel such disgust and sadness for him as a human. And he's just still doing it. I know. There's nothing's changed. Just walking around the world, just letting off grenades. Yeah. Anyway. As I was traveling to and fro, Sarah decided she wanted to sleep with someone else and ended up pregnant. 
In a number of ways, I was so broken, as I actually thought we would be good together, although we had grown apart due to my missions. But it also meant I didn't have to break up with her with my upcoming arrest for mission success. She had lived a rough life, had previously had a miscarriage, and was unlikely to have a lot of success for kids. So I could never ask her to put me over that. Ooh, oh, fuck, she didn't even want to be with you. You cheat. Oh, oh. oh my God, I want to punch him in the face. So I want to punch him in I the face. I want to punch him in the face for Sarah. Mm. Okay, here we go. She had lived a rough life had previously had a miscarriage and was unlikely to have a lot of success for kids. So I could never ask her to put me over that. And that was my reasoning for walking away. It is very hard to lie to people you care about. And doing this sort of work is very, very lonely. I think what the truth is, you got arrested Mm. and then she went, screw you. Yeah. So I had recently completely retired as all I wanted was a meaningful relationship. And I'd found that with Emma. Oh my God, that does oh. make me feel sick even thinking that. Ah. But then that fucking boom again, back down to earth and you're destined to be alone forever. <gasps> That's actually part of my plan right now, Andrew, is so that you <laughs> never feel anything remote that is joy and happiness and I'm not a vindictive person I just don't think anybody's ever going to get anything from you and it's not safe for the world for you to be in a relationship agreed so back on the job I am hopefully for the last time we've still got pages here people really that sounded like it was like coming up to the end of it no but wait there's more how many more pages have we got Emma is three. Okay. Well, let's come back and record that. How have you found this episode? Way more emotional with just anger again. Mm. Because you go through the phases with a process like this when you've been conned. There's so much of it from grief to unbelievable just anxiety and panic around that someone could do this to you. And then this feeling of injustice, it still sits there. I think also this episode is quite hard because it's creeping closer and closer to his time with you. What have we got coming up? His current job, which is him over in Aussie <gasps> at that time. Oh, okay. Undercover. All right. This is when he had escaped back to Australia as well, to put that into context. So he's trying to give himself a cover for going back to Australia and being in Melbourne, pretending that he's in Pissot clothing. Right, as a bum <laughs> on a street mm-hmm. trying to do undercover work. So that was when he started signing off his emails and his texts by saying that he was going dark. Going dark. Yeah. Which leads us right to a perfect time to tell you to come back next episode because we are doing what, Emma? Going dark. Something is creeping in. Don't follow it down. Dive into the heart of crime with Foul Play Crime Series. Immerse yourself in the most perplexing cases where each twist and turn is more baffling than the last. With riveting storytelling and detailed analysis, Foul Play brings the unsolved and unexplained to life, captivating your imagination. Listen to Foul Play Crime Series now, where every story is a puzzle waiting to be solved. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. 
You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.